Welcome to Real Review, a podcast to help you decide for yourself if a movie or TV show is worth your time, money, and energy. With Real 1, Zoe will break down the nuts and bolts, minus spoilers, of course. And with Real 2, she'll invite you into a conversation about the narrative, characters, background, and the power of story. Here's Real 2. Zoe here with you, and I'm joined in the Real FM studio with a special guest. Yay! I'm so excited that you're here. It is Caleb Takanaka. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Woo. Got it. AKA Cable. And I knew you from my college days at JBU at Golden Eagle Productions. So I'm so excited that I get to have you here in the Real FM studio. But just so everyone gets to know you a little bit better and why you're my special guest today on this topic, tell me what you do. All right. Well, hi. Again, uh, my name is uh, Cable Takanaka. Uh, I have a legal name, but we don't go by that here. We go by Cable. Does I get into an issue with my um, uh, with my job? Yes, it does. Uh, because what I do for a job is I'm an actor and I am also a film student. And so, you know what we use a lot of? Cables. So, <laughs> you hear my name wherever I go. Um, but uh, some of my credentials, I guess, is that I am the vice president of Golden Eagle Productions. Um, it's a student-led organization that allows students to be able to uh, use film gear and to go and create creative projects, whether it's audio, video, or uh, basically anything you can think of, we'll try and do. Uh, I know Zoe because she was the wonderful, amazing president before uh, <laughs> me, and now me and my uh, one of my best friends, his name is Josh, we now run that club. Uh, in my free time, I act a lot, and so actually in about five hours, I'm going to be heading over to another set and... Uh, Fayetteville. Oh, wow, in Fayetteville. In Fayetteville. And that will be a lot of fun to do. We're wrapping up a small production called The Space Between. Oh, yes. I've seen stuff on social media about this. I'm very excited. Yeah, and I will be playing one of the characters. His name is Parker. He's a complete idiot, and I love playing him. Um, <laughs> and we, it, the gear is also sponsored by Golden Eagle Productions. Ah, Oh. Yeah, very good. I'm so excited to see all of the projects that are coming out of Golden Eagle. I know that Darren, who is my professor, your professor, advisor in the club, he has big ideas for full-length feature kind of productions. So who knows what could be coming down the pipeline. But uh, this is perfect because the topic of today's conversation is about Christian films and kind of kind of taking a holistic oh, like bird's eye view. And I did intentionally pick the word holistic because... Mm. <laughs> It's a pun. Holistic. Holy. I know. I'm a dork. Uh, uh, everyone groans. We love you, though. We love oh, you. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Um, but this this conversation is sparked by the new movie that is coming out in a couple weeks, February 22nd, Ordinary Angels. And I think I told you, Cable, that I got to do a pre-screening of the film, which was super awesome. But it was like a year ago. It was forever ago. So now wow. I know I finally get to talk about it. And so Real One was my spoiler-free review. Yeah, no one's seen it, obviously, other than those who have been privileged. Uh, so we're <laughs> going to dive holistically into Christian films. You know, they've unfortunately garnered a bad reputation, but I think that's starting to change. I think we're starting to see a shift or maybe not even starting to see a shift, but the shift is happening. And maybe the shift ha like started hmm, maybe about five years ago. But we're going to dive into what that reputation was, why it existed, what problems have occurred, I think, in Christian films, and where I hope to see things going in the future and why this matters, right? Because we're Christians existing in this world. We have 
cameras, lighting gear, audio equipment. We have these capabilities to tell stories. Surely Christians could be good at telling stories and that has not always <laughs> been the case. Oh yeah. Uh, and I know you had told me some of the movies that you've seen that were Christian movies, but I've kind of broken them into two categories when I was looking at lists and lists of what qualifies as like a quote unquote Christian movie. And I've seen some that are quote unquote Christian movies from Hollywood productions, like the big studios. So like Passion of the Christ, I think was a big like Hollywood endeavor, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you've got, in my opinion, Prince of Egypt from DreamWorks, you know, like that's mm-hmm. a big studio. But I thought it was actually a rather honorable, faithful adaptation of like a biblical story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even an older example would be the Ten Commandments from 1956. And when I was looking at a list, Chronicles of Narnia was considered a Christian movie, which I'm like, hmm. I think it's just because C.S. Lewis was yeah, a yeah, Christian yeah. writer. Yeah, that's a bit of a stretch if we're going like Christian. Um, Soul Surfer, which I had forgotten about, that was on the list, and Risen from 2016. And I know you had mentioned The Blind Side as well, kind of I would throw into that camp. And then we've got the other group of movies. I think this is what we think about when we think of Christian movies. Mm-hmm. They tend to be you know, independent films, low budget, small studio, um, like the Kendrick Brothers have been very successful with this act actually. And then the, just to list a few examples of these movies, you know, Kendrick Brothers had Facing the Giants, Fireproof, Courageous, War Room, Overcomer, and they have had two more, which I didn't know about. Huh. Um, Show Me the Father and Life Mark. I haven't heard anything about these ones, so I might check that out later. And then I forgot about Woodlawn. Um, and then <laughs> we can get into some of the other unknown ones or ones that have not gotten as much love as those. But yeah, those are the two camps that I that I was finding is like the big studio, quote unquote, Christian, and then the small studio, quote unquote, Christian movies. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of what we're looking at holistically of Christian films. Why don't you, let's just start talking generally on our thoughts when we hear the words Christian movie. Well, I mean, especially coming from a Christian household, um, I guess you can say I'm a bit critical of, of them because after you know being a film student looking at the film process but also just as a critical person in general a lot of christian faith based films have this idea of you know we want to go and show you the light of christ and that is a great thing to show i'm not trying to denounce that whatsoever that is an amazing thing to do but it often feels as if they try and do that second to showmanship um or they try and combine the two and it just doesn't always flow well. Like mm-hmm. it's like if you're playing a piano, some people are going to be really good at it and other people are going to they're going to hit wrong notes. <laughs> and it kind of feels as if the Christian mm. media business, though really huge, especially in the movie category, mm-hmm. there's been some really good hits, but then yeah. there's been a lot of missed notes. Yeah. And that's like movies in general. Like, oh, yeah. Doesn't even have to be Christian movies. There are so many bad movies that get made. And then there are even blockbuster movies that'll get made that were all like, that was terrible, right? That's actually very, very hard to achieve a good movie. That is a hard thing to do. Yeah. And the one thing, though, that is a struggle with Christian media is that sometimes bad movies can be good. So if mm. we think about it, there's a movie that came out pretty, it was about, I want to say about 10 years ago. It was called Velocipastor. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it is one of the most low budget films ever. Oh, my goodness. It shows you everything that can go wrong in a movie, but everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. And I yeah. think that they crowdfunded a, to do yes. a higher paid Velocipastor too. So I'm er- eagerly awaiting that. Yes. I'm only saying that on this podcast because it has a pastor in it. I would not recommend <laughs> it though. It 
does not fall under the quote-unquote Christian media no. <laughs> qualifiers. It is a bit of a satire, but it is yes. amazing. But with Christian media, <laughs> we have to look at it a lot more critically because if it fails and people are like, oh, mm. this is what happens when you get a subpar Christian movie. Like, let's right. think about it if we had, uh, I think it was uh, Noah. I forget who it was oh, directed yeah. by. Oh, it's like Darren Aronofsky or something. I could Google it, but like some yeah. artsy-fartsy like director did that. Well, he wears scarves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he, yeah, he was also known for Mother, which was starring Jennifer Lawrence and like he just I think he did Black Swan he's done really weird movies and Mm -hmm. then I don't like that I didn't see Noah but it looked disturbing and I've heard it's a disturbing movie and that's just kind of its thing uh but yeah you'll take someone who doesn't someone who's outside maybe the realm the realm or the scope of Christianity I don't know if, if that director grew up Christian or what his relationship to Christianity was but you can see a tendency where people who are not currently or active practicing Christians take a Christian thing and do weird stuff to it right like we mm-hmm. that that could fall under the camp of like Christian movies coming out of Hollywood and to kind of touch on your point about some of the things that can go wrong with Christian movies and th- there's a bit of a stake there when you are a Christian trying to make a quote unquote Christian movie because you are then putting a representation out there of what it is to be a Christian or like you're showing the world, right? So if your movie's bad and someone isn't a Christian and they watches it and they don't like it, it's not going to be a good representative of that, like what they think of when they think of the word Christian. And so something I wrote down when I was thinking of the reputation that Christian movies can have is sermon over story. Uh, mm. I know, right? Preach. Yeah. Preach it. I Sermon like it. over story because of the reputation of Christian films has been poor quality in filmmaking. You know, they've got the low budget, which you don't have to be poor quality in filmmaking to ha- like with a low budget. Those things aren't the same. Oh, yeah. But they tend to have low budgets. They have to have very poor quality in filmmaking. They tend to have bad writing. They're preachy, preaching to the choir often because who's going to go out of their way to watch a Christian movie other than Christians and then they're being preached to the whole time. And then... It's often filled with bad acting because sometimes these like smaller independent low budget films are like people grabbing their friends, people grabbing people who aren't naturally actors, and then they've got really bad performances. And I know this is going to be really mean, but this is my opinion. A great example of this is Princess Cut from 2015. Have you ever seen this movie? This sounds exactly like the exact genre I would not want to watch. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I watched this movie start to finish because I couldn't. Uh, but my mom had it on. I think, you know, this would have been 2015. So I would have been like 16 years old. Big film nerd. Uh, and my mom's watching this like Christian movie that I had seen like a little bit of um, publicity, a little bit of um, advertisement for in like Christian circles. Oh, it's another Christian movie. It looks really sweet. It's about dating and how you're supposed to date. And so it's like a romance drama. I remember that one. I remember. I remember it because I was sitting there and I yeah. was like, I, I mean, there's that's a danger. Some of these films is that some of these films, if young people are watching them, it's like, I don't want to be like that. Yeah, I don't want to be like that. Because <laughs> that know. was, it was terrible. It was so bad. And like, I'm watching this movie and I mean, I don't want to pick, pick this movie to shreds because I'm sure there was a lot of heart and good intentions put Do behind it. it. <laughs> This is also not going to be a bashing of the princess cut, but I really do not like this movie. And I was sitting there watching it with my mom and I'm like, mom, did you just notice that? And she's like, what? And I'm like, the cut. 
between two like they're in a scene and they're cutting back and forth and it was a massive like um what is the oh, word no. um continuity a massive continuity oh. error and i can't describe it right now because it's forever ago but it was so stark and the other issue was there was an audio difference a very distinct like it sounded like it was recorded with really bad mics in this oh. scene so the audio mixing was terrible terrible like really bad quality of production okay like the cameras mm-hmm. the editing the audio it was awful garbage and then of course you throw on some bad acting on top of that and really cringy like really forceful preachy writing that's so on the nose it hurts like just like pinocchio's nose is growing out of you like it's it was so bad and you're like oh my gosh yeah and so it was like all about trying to teach young girls how to date and like you know it it was just very preachy and weird and i did not enjoy sitting there consuming that and feeling like someone was breathing down my neck on how you're supposed to date like there's a way to do there's a way to tell stories that have morals that have lessons that can get you to think about life and the decisions you're going to make without breathing down someone's neck you know and so that's something that i'm very passionate about which is why i have this podcast and there's like a beauty in storytelling and the way of handling it i mean it's either pixar or disney one of the two they're both owned they're under the same umbrella so it doesn't really matter but it's story is king now some will say character is more important than story and some will say story is more important and it's it's kind of like a chicken before the egg how do you determine if it's story or if it's character but i do think story is king because stories take you on a journey and characters they need to be human and relatable, but they can also be archetypal. So you can have, like, I think it's really important that you get your story and kind of like, they, they both go together so well, it's hard to figure out which is more important. But mm-hmm. I would say that story is really fundamental. Like, what are you trying to say and how can you make it relatable? How can you make it human? Because if you're preaching, it's no longer a human connection, right? Yeah. It's, I'm smart. You're dumb. Let me tell you this thing that'll better your life. And I'm so great, right? <laughs> Which, oh, yeah. It, it can. That's why some people can walk away from one of these Christian movies and have a bad taste in their mouth on what Christianity is if they feel like someone's just breathing down their neck. Well, and I also feel as if at some point... Uh, some films just turn out to be more like Christian propaganda than they yeah, are yeah, an yeah, actual exactly. film. Yeah. And so especially with that one, I feel as if that would be something that, uh, it, and by that I mean the Princess Cuts or whatever that mm-hmm. movie is. Yeah. I, I'm trying to wipe it out of my mind yeah. as I'm thinking about it, but <laughs> I, I kind of feel bad about, you know, about, uh, I guess, trashing on it because, you know, at that point, it's just a propaganda piece. Mm-hmm. And it feels like something that would be shown at, you know, a youth group or, yes, you know, a, yes. a small group, which yes. even that is that is hard to think about showing people because the issue is, is that when bad art is created, people begin to wonder why is that? And so it sometimes feels as if someone put the message before the art, which is, um, which is an mm-hmm. essential thing to do for Christians is that we, we, we portray our message, right. but especially we want to make sure that our art is well-founded because what we do, what we say, how we act, that is, you know, how people are like, Oh, you're different. How are yeah. you different? And yeah. stuff like that. It, Again, it really just tweaks with the message. And I loved what you said about the story is king mm. because you can have character driven, you can have story driven, mm. but both of those have to be well-founded ideas. Right. And it feels almost as if in Christian media that they like to recycle actors, which is totally fine. I right. mean, as an actor myself, that means you get job security. That means that, you know, 
it, you, you get to see familiar faces. It's a good time. But it also feels as if, especially with the Hendrick brothers, who had mm. massive success at first, but mm-hmm. it kind of feels as if they've died down. Yeah. That they're in the same category of almost like the hallmark of Christian media. Yeah. Where you have these tales where it's the same thing, it's the same message coming at you, yeah. and it's meant to make you feel good. Yeah. And for some people, I'm really glad that they can feel that message. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also want a message that isn't just the same, but has a twist on it. And again, mm-hmm. that is when you get that story driven, that story is king moment, because when you get good Christian movies, whether low budget or high budget, mm-hmm. whether good acting or subpar acting, mm-hmm. but they manage to turn out well, mm-hmm. it's because they have a well-connected story. They're mm-hmm. able to tell the message while having good art mm-hmm. and they're able to put that twist where people are like, I like that. I yeah. want more of it. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I, I like how you kind of like a lot of things. I'm just thinking through all the things you said and trying to piece piece my thoughts together. But I like what you said about the art. We're going to circle back around to that because I think that's really important. Um, but also what you said about kind of the thoughts we think of when we think of like the quote unquote Christian media genre, we think of those feel good hallmarky type type of movies where I don't like feeling blatantly manipulated that my heartstrings are being played with. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're watching it and you're like, Oh my gosh, like, uh, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing here. And I think sometimes I've seen Christian movies where it, it just feels like it's the same story. It's a family. They're going through hard times. Something's going wrong, but God's going to, save the day and i'm not trying to bash on that because that is our everyday lived experiences and there are stories that are very powerful in that but when every single christian movie is of the same type and flavor if they're all like hallmark movies it's like oh well why should i go see another one if it's going to be the exact same and that's why i think in the future as we go forward with christian media and i think we are seeing this there needs to be diversification in storytelling right because like (laughs) uh we have a rapper that we play here on real fm called nf i don't know if you've heard of him nf is one of my favorite rappers of all time (laughs) he's amazing but one of the reasons why i love him is he's described himself as not a christian rapper he's a rapper who is christian and i think that is important and who i want to be as a storyteller yes i am a christian that is a core part of who i am as human being but i'm not like do you know what i mean when i'm saying i'm not telling christian stories i'm telling stories that have christian in them it's embedded in the the character in the worldview in the framework like if you knew i was a like it's like c.s lewis with chronicles of narnia like it's not overtly christian but it's so christian what's happening with aslan and like like all of the little things in there and you and if you learn later that he's a christian it's like oh I didn't know, or that's so cool, or I want to learn more, as opposed to, oh, here we go again, here's yeah. the same story over and over again. And so I think we are starting to see more different types of movies coming from the Christian media sphere that aren't the same story over and over and over again, which is what I hope to see. Uh, just really quickly on that point, I started hoping we were going towards that in 2015 with Beyond the Mask, yes. because we had finally, like for the first time ever got an action movie which is crazy what? yeah like we don't get action movies it's always a drama or it's, or it's yes. like a, a wannabe yes. comedy yes o- okay or comedy i'll yeah. give them that but most of them it's either drama or comedy or like a rom-com yeah. like thing but to get yeah. an action movie was yes. so cool to see yes and then and then and then are you thinking what i'm thinking of? i'm thinking 
it was i was i my parents took me to see it because yeah. at that point you know i'm a teenager yeah. and i'm a teenage boy and you know yeah. i'm i'm interested in acting in movies and they're like this is what we want you it to be like explosions yeah like, no christian movies have explosions exactly and so they're like this take <laughs> we want you to see this and i saw it and i left feeling more like i want to do secular movies than i did christian movies mm. from that because i was just like that was just not great yeah it it was so close it was so close and the moment that it lost me it was two moments one i thought the romance between the two characters in that movie was not chemistry there was no chemistry it was awkward it was mm. so mm-hmm. i didn't like that it felt very shoe hammered a shoe hammered shoehorned shoehorned there we go uh, <laughs> uh and no chemistry it was well and so that was part of it right i'm like oh my god but then the the really big part i might be able to look the other way on that whatever oh, yeah. It was the, it felt like they were doing so good. They were, they were doing great. And then it felt like out of nowhere conversion. And it's like, we have to shoot the horn this in here because it's a Christian movie and we need everyone in the audience to become a Christian like right now. And this is going to make them become a Christian. So, and I'm not saying that you should not have an aim to show people the light of Jesus and to share the gospel and for them to be saved. Like, yeah. obviously we want to share the gospel. We want to do that. Of course. But when you ham fist it in your action movie of a vigilante during the American revolution, it was like, I got, it was like out of nowhere. In my opinion, it felt very out of nowhere. It didn't feel earned. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like it had progressed. It didn't feel natural. It felt like, Oh, this is a Christian movie. We have to have this in here. And it lost me. And that makes me sad because I am a Christian who wants to use stories to move people and hopefully help them connect more with the God who is creative, who created us. And we can do that through art, which we're going to get to Uh, segue. Uh, (laughs) But because they did that, it lost me. So I'm not surprised that you I'm glad, actually, I feel validated that you kind of had similar feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually going to go and say something before we segue. Yeah. I think it's really important because you touched on something earlier, mm. which is that you are blank who's Christian. C.S. Lewis mm. was a writer mm. who's Christian, not mm-hmm. a Christian writer. Yeah. We cannot be lazy in what we do. And it sometimes feels as if when people slap the word Christian over it, it's them saying, look at what I've done. Don't look at my work. Yeah. And especially in all areas, including art, we have a duty to go and, you know, show everyone well that god gave us the talents to do said thing but we also cannot slack in what we do because we are the lights to the world and so Mm. we have to show that we have good work ethic that we can make good work Mm. and so i think it's really important that when we make movies that are faith-based that are that have christian values in them they're Mm -hmm. movies that are christian not christian movies Ah, Mm -hmm. the only thing that should be christian that should have the word christian before it is the Bible because that is the that is the story that is the mm. most important story. So of course that should be what is the Christian faith is it is centered around this Bible mm-hmm. that you know tells us this amazing story. But right. everything else coming from it, it should be something that that is Christian, not Christian blank, this, not yeah. Christian blank, right? And so mm-hmm. that's with art, that's with movies, that's with what with everything. And mm-hmm. as a filmmaker, I have a duty to go and make sure that my movie is both interesting and that it conveys the message without overshadowing anything else. Mm-hmm. 
And that is something that has been lost. Again, that's why we get that hallmark. That's why we get this, mm-hmm. you know, we, we get these movies that just shove it down your throat. Mm-hmm. But then there are movies that do it right because mm-hmm. they make it so that it is a movie mm-hmm. that is Christian. Right. Right. I wish I could rewind what you said in my head because I had a thought and I lost it. And I'm like, oh, I needed to put a pin in that. (laughs) I agreed completely with everything you just said, 100%. Um, And again, circling back to the idea of art, because I do want to hone in on that idea a little bit here, because I I really love that you brought that up, because I think it's something we miss and we forget Mm -hmm. with Christian films is the fact that this isn't just propaganda. This isn't just stuff we're going to show to youth kids on youth night. This is supposed like... My definition of art is when humans express emotion and they express it through a medium, okay? And so that's from an emotional place, it's from a human place, and it's expressive. And so films are art because you have human emotion, human experiences, human stories being expressed in this visual audio way, right? Yep. And so those words, human and emotion, very important parts Very of important, art. yes. And often we can see in Christian movies, we lack the human connective part in there. We don't look like, it doesn't look like we're watching humans that we can connect to. And there's an overemphasis sometimes in wrong emotional emphasis where it's mm-hmm. overtly emotional, right? And we're supposed to connect because it's super emotional, but we didn't get the connective part of it. Because it's so stiff, it's so wooden, it's ham-fisted. And so it's like, "Mm, you're trying to be emotional, but I'm not feeling anything. Or at least that can often be my position when I'm watching these movies. Mm -hmm. Is it's like, I know you're trying to make me emotional. But uh, so in response, I'm feeling nothing. And so you have to delicately walk the balance when you're creating art. When you're trying to tell a good story. When you're using the tools of art to connect, to express a thing that all of us humans connect to because there, I believe there are universal things that God has put into us that we can all connect to, even though we're all different. Oh yeah. And then there's that hum, there's that emotion component because when you're reading a story, when you're watching a movie, there has to be an element of catharsis, right? I mean, this is talked about since ancient Greece, right? Catharsis. Like you're yeah. supposed to be taken on this journey that has the, the pivotal moment, the climax, and then the resolution. And then we leave the theater feeling changed, feeling, wow, that was a great story. Or if it's a tragedy, wow, I am sad and I have to think about my life. And like, it's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> like, tragedies are fine. Uh, they exist. Uh, it's okay to be sad. Um, but like, I don't think that a lot of Christian filmmakers or Christian storytellers necessarily think about those components of what is going to make their art, Right. I like that. They're thinking sermon over story. Okay, what am I going to... What's the message? Yeah. Okay, we want girls to date properly. That is the mess. Princess cut here. They we can want, do that so much better. Yeah, but the, let's say that they're like, okay, here's our message. We want girls to be careful with their hearts and to date boys properly. We want them to know that God has a man in mind for them and it's okay, whatever. Okay, that's our message we're going to put out there. And not a bad message. No, absolutely not. Like that is definitely a message that young girls and, you know, boys need to hear that, you know, it takes time. God may or may not send the right person, you know, like there's a lot of nuance to that topic. Um, and so I think a better approach to that is thinking about the human experience. Oh man, dating, 
dating is hard. It sucks. It sucks. And our hearts are fragile. And when you're a teenager or a young adult, there's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of, you know, as my parents would say, hormones. Oh, oh your hormones. Um, they're going to make you do crazy things. Um, sure, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but like, there is a way to have a human connected element there that walks you through a character's journey and how God helped them or how their parents helped them get through a rough relationship, right? Yeah. There, there's a way to do that where you can connect because everyone struggles with that awkward time of trying to figure out how to date. You want to have someone special in your life. Like, I know I'm rambling. I know. But <laughs> the point being, where do you start in the story process, right? And yeah. we are often taught, you and I, when we're learning how to make movies and learning about story, we start at our character. We make character sketches. We get at the heart of our character and we figure out the story. Okay, this is how my character is going to change from this position to this position. It's all about the change from point A to point B. Exactly. Yeah. How do I get them there? And how do I get them there in such a way that my audience is following with it and they can leave the theater feeling changed too, right? So that, yeah. because if your goal is for every little girl, little boy who sees this movie is to have a better understanding of dating, well, that's a lot of responsibility. That oh, yeah. is a big, big responsibility for storytelling. I think it can be done, but it depends on where you start. Is it sermon over story or is it story is king? And Jesus is king. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry, I gotta yeah. make that uh, nice corny statement. But like, Ooh. Jesus, God... Going back to art, God, I believe this fundamentally, you know, creator of the universe, creator of us, God is the mm -hmm. most creative person. You just look at nature and you're like, oh my gosh, you're insane, yeah. God. That's crazy. But we are made in God's image. We are imbued with this creative sense within us. And everyone's creative in their different way, I believe. You know, oh, but yeah. we're, we're here at the table, creative in a storytelling way and in a filmmaking way. That's where God has given us our creative ambitions. Mm -hmm. And so we have a responsibility in reflecting our creator in reflecting who he is by doing a good job at creating there's a responsibility to it there's a humility that we need to have as we approach this and like you said it's our craft it's our art it's us conveying human emotion and connection and through storytelling and mm -hmm. god being i believe the author of the universe and author of the bible author of the story created the best story ever told the story of jesus oh, yeah. which is such a great story that I believe we keep going back to it again and again and again, even if it, if it isn't the exact, like, quote unquote, Bible biblical story. It's the archetype. It's the mythos. It's the hero's journey that we see repeated, repeated, repeated across time, across culture. Every human connects to it. And so oh, yeah. if we can tap into that, if we can understand a story and we tell a good story, I feel like if we tell a good story that follows like what a hero is and like what, you know, all redemption and if we Come follow, on. yeah, if we do those things, it doesn't have to be a quote unquote Christian story to be a Christian story because it's in its very nature. And I know oh. I've gotten so philosophical oh. here. <laughs> I know I'm very philosophical today. <laughs> I love it. As mm -hmm. some, uh, so uh, we recently had a speaker at our uh, campus mm -hmm. um, and her name was Miss Kokisha. Now she would say, preach it, because that is exactly <laughs> what we need to hear. Yeah. And I think that 
is kind of what I would hope to see in the future. And I think we are maybe making progress towards that as more younger Christian filmmakers are coming onto the scene. Sorry, filmmakers who are Christian, <laughs> flip those words there, but making stories that are good stories, period, good characters, period, because those good stories, period, are going to reflect the creator if done right, in my opinion. Because oh, yeah. you look at any any piece of media that you connect with, you can find the hero's journey or you can find the archetypes. And I think you can trace it back to the Bible and what we connect to in Jesus and in God and that greatest story ever told. I feel like it all goes back to him because he's the author of everything. Oh, yeah. So as a filmmaker or a storyteller who's Christian, your focus should be telling a good story. Yeah. And yes, you can you can be like C.S. Lewis and weave in analogy and symbolism and weave in those little nuggets that can point you to Jesus and like Aslan as the you know, obvious symbol and obvious like metaphor, obviously. But yeah. you can do that, I think, in your stories. Like whenever a character sacrifices themselves for a greater good, who does that remind you of? Like Jesus, Jesus, yeah. you know. And if that character miraculously comes back, it's like, oh, <laughs> we know where that's from. Resurrection trope. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> and then it becomes a trope. But like, you can play with tropes. You can play with archetypes, and you can give them that twist, like you were talking about, because we like things that get us thinking, and a mm-hmm. twist can help us think more and not be boring and forgetful. My special guest and I had such a great time talking about this topic that we actually went over time. We talked for way too long, but that's why we're splitting this up into two parts. So stay tuned for part two of this interesting conversation. And let me know what other things we should talk about on The Real Review Podcast. The Real Review Podcast, hosted by Zoe Moody, is a part of the Real FM Podcast Network. You can listen to more Real FM Podcasts or Real FM Radio on the Real FM app or at real.fm.